Hi, welcome to episode 516 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm David Elliott, Master of Kung Fu. Today is Fantastic Four 516, cover dated September 2004. Dysfunctional Part 3, by writers Mark Wade and Carl Kessel, and guest artist Paco Medina. So the wizard's ex-wife, Salamandra, is relaxing in a hot tub with a couple of glasses of wine after a long, stressful day. Two glasses of wine. The other guy in the room is Hydra Man. Well, that's not going to make the wizard happy. An alarm goes off. It seems that the Frightful Four headquarters has an intruder, or two, or three, or maybe four. When they join Wizard over by the monitor for the security cameras, all they see is Cole, the wizard's daughter, seemingly trying to break in on her own. But she's whispering, Shh! It's just a few hundred yards more. Be ready. Considering one member of the Fantastic Four has the powers of invisibility, Wizard should realize that Cole is probably not alone. But then again, maybe she's whispering to no one, and that's the gimmick. She enters the headquarters, and Mama Salamandra tells her they need to talk later. Wizard says it's clobbering time. If Ben heard that, it would be lawsuiting time. And he and Hydra Man start shooting up the place, hoping to hit the invisible Fantastic Four. But they're not there. And then, using Cole's special ring, the Fantastic Four do teleport into the room. And so they decide to sit down and discuss their differences. Who am I kidding? The Frightful Four and the Fantastic Four fight. Salamandra gets captured in a force field by Sue. But Sally tells Sue, You're dealing with the dragon's daughter. And then she turns into a small dragon. Meanwhile... Johnny and Cole are escaping down some underground tunnels and into the subway system. He tells her that he'll do anything to help her get rid of her powers because she's worth it. And he kisses her. I don't know why he likes this girl so much. When he first met her, she was kind of rude and standoffish with him, and then it turned out that her parents are supervillains. She's not a good catch. She's not even a redhead. So what does Johnny find so appealing about her? Meanwhile, the rest of the good FF are fighting the evil FF, with Ben grabbing Hydra-Man, saying, Everybody into the pool, and tosses him hard into the wizard, creating a big splash. You know, I was thinking, if I were friends with Hydra-Man, would I swim in him? It would be neat having a portable swimming pool as a friend. It's a hot day outside, you just have Hydra-Man lay out in the yard, and I would jump in and swim inside him. Johnny and Cole emerge from a portal in the floor, into a room with Hydra Man, who sees Cole and says, I'm not scared of nobody, girly. Think any of you can push me around? I'll show you what a real man can do. Yeah, we're gonna have some big fun now. Oh, this guy is such a loser. The only way he's gonna make any woman wet is by spraying her with water. You got a real screwed up idea of fun, Johnny says as he shoots flames at Hydra Man. Back with the wizard, he tosses an anti-gravity disc at the thing, but Reed knocks it away, saying he's got a better use for that. Sue, meanwhile, is holding back the dragon lady with a force field, but Salamandra is breathing blue flames at her, telling Sue to accept her defeat and inevitable death. But Reed pushes the anti-gravity disc toward Salamandra. It hits her, sticks, and she starts to float away from Sue. But she reaches down, grabs the thing, saying that someone as dense as Ben might counteract the effects. Johnny yells out for Reed and runs over and sees he runs over and sees Cole laying on the floor. Johnny says he doesn't know what's wrong with her. 
She's all shriveled up and old-looking, like if you combined a teenage girl with Keith Richards. Reed thinks there's some kind of transference component to her powers. As someone increases their mass, Cole's mass decreases. Reed says he needs the wizard's data. Wizard comes along and says that curing Cole is a foolish notion. No, having wizard as a father-in-law, that is a foolish notion. The human torch flies toward him, but using gravity, wizard knocks him back, and he flies into Sue's back. And then they get splashed by Hydra-Man, and Johnny looks down and he sees that Cole is gone. So in another area of the compound, the wizard has Cole laid out on a table, hooked up to some machines. He's going to try to replenish her depleted mass. Whenever I want to replenish my depleted mass, I make a run for the border. Taco Bell. Wizard turns on the machines, and in no time at all, Cole is back to normal. Reed was standing in a nearby doorway, watching, and he tells the wizard that he's seen everything he needs to see. But Wizzy tosses some anti-gravity disc his way, they hit Reed, and he gets stretched out into a bunch of different directions all at once. It's kind of like the physical manifestation of the way I feel when I'm looking at a Taco Bell menu. Cole tells her dad that she wants him to leave her alone, but Wizard makes a good point. Why trust Reed to cure her when he hasn't been able to cure Ben all these years? Actually, it's kind of a bad point since Reed has cured Ben several times, but Ben keeps choosing to go back to being the thing. Cole attaches this device to the wizard's chest. It's one of the trapster's snares, and soon the wizard is covered in creamy white paste. And you know what happens to creamy white paste if you don't clean it up right away. It gets hard and crusty, and the wizard is trapped inside. Next, Cole tells her dad, You want to see me absorb extra mass, father? Watch, just like you taught me. And then, I don't know exactly what happens next. There's a scene in New York City out on the street where a big kind of a spaceship looking thing or building or a machine is crashing through the street. They were underground, so this thing is crashing up out of the street and Wizard is flying above it saying, Extraordinary! Even I never imagined it! And sitting on top of this big chunk of machinery is Cole, who is getting fatter and fatter and fatter as she absorbs the mass of, uh, something, of the machine I guess. She's becoming a huge, big, chunky gal, and she tells Johnny not to look at her. She doesn't want him to see her this way. Wizard and Cole tell each other that they love each other. Cole says her dad has done horrible things, but she still can't let him die. But she says that she can't, she can't let this go on any further. She grabs Wizard by the hand, and they both plunge into the river on top of that big chunk of machinery. On the next page, the FF have been in the water, but they can't find any sign of the wizard or Cole. They figure Hydra-Man is okay. Being in the water wouldn't hurt him. I guess he was in that chunk of machinery headquarters it sunk. Ben says that Salamandra teleported away as well. Johnny says they failed and didn't cure Cole. Reed says curing her would have been easy if they just had the chance. Johnny suggests they look, in, look for her using the Graviton... Uh, detectograph, but Reed says that the area has been saturated by free-floating particles that make using the device impossible. How convenient. I think Reed just doesn't want to find her. He's, uh, he's read Johnny and Cole's emails. He knows, uh, she's a freak. The issue ends with Ben saying, You can't pick your family, but like the saying goes, they gotta take you in when no one else will. I don't know if that's true. And from the sound of it, Cole got taken, hook, line, and sinker. That's kind of a cruel joke. 
A cruel fish joke for Ben to make after Cole has just apparently drowned in a river. And that is the end of the three-part dysfunctional storyline. And that was a... That was kind of a miss for me. Once again, what are the wizard's motivations, anyway? Going to all, going through all this to publicly humiliate the Fantastic Four? Why? And why bring his ex-wife into the team when they hate each other? Why would she agree to that? And what exactly was the wizard trying to use Cole for? If he had some kind of specific purpose in mind to exploit her powers, the story might make more sense. But what exactly was he doing with her? There's also a couple of annoying plot points to make uh, the story work, like read reading Johnny's emails. That's kind of an awful thing for him to be doing. And Johnny just coincidentally finding Cole on top of the Chrysler building. How did that happen? I do like the work of guest artist Paco Medina. However, the generic stock covers by Gene Ha and uh, Maury Hollowell are truly horrible. Not that they're badly drawn, they're just blandly drawn. Very uninspired images of the Fantastic Four, together, using the powers, not doing anything really related to the issue, and no backgrounds. And with Gene Ha's big giant photoshopped signature that says, Ha, in a large font, it makes it look like somebody on the cover is giving a sarcastic laugh. Ha! So, you're going to buy this issue, even though the cover gives you no idea what it's about? Ha! And that's it for now. That's all I got for May 2016. I'll be back next month with the return of Mike Waringo and Fantastic Four Disassembled, plus the return of Galactus and a four-part story, Rising Storm, which goes into a run of Fantastic Four comics I have never read before, so I'm kind of excited. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Uh, you can download other episodes on iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over.